Good morning, everybody. Man, I'm glad to be back. It's so good to see all y'all this morning. If y'all would, come on, stand up as we get ready to worship this morning. Man, such a beautiful day. So excited about praising God this morning, guys. Let's uh, let's give Him worship this morning. Let's uh, let's remember what He says about us this morning.
God is for you. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. You are for me, not against me. last week uh, it's called names and it's all about who God is everlasting father prince of peace Emmanuel wonderful counselor timing I will rest secure 
We don't just come in here and give lip service to our God. There's, there's power behind the things that we sing and that we believe what we're singing. You know, sometimes we make the decision to sing, not because we feel like singing, but because we want to make God big in our lives. We want to give him space. And then there's, there's belief behind our words. It's not, just, it's not just singing something, right? There's belief behind our worship. Everything that we do has faith attached to it. We believe that God is good. We believe that he is big. We believe that he is able. We believe that he is wonderful. We believe that he is able to accomplish the things in our lives that we need him to accomplish. I was just talking to someone earlier. I want to share this just because we want, to, we want our faith to increase, right? We don't just come to church to feel good, but we come to church also that our faith would be encouraged and grow. And they, they were in the hospital with COVID earlier, and um, they were tired of being in the hospital, and they just decided to start praising and singing had double pneumonia okay she was trying to praise and sing and as she's she praised and, and sung I, I don't know if she felt better right away but they released her from the hospital the next day she got better she got better because God is powerful God we believe that he's a healing God we believe he's a good God and in the little things in our lives he is present and he is active and so let your faith be encouraged this morning we didn't just sing a song because it's words and because it's on the screen, but we sang a song because we believe that God is a good God. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so very much. You are a God of, of, of the impossible. We know that your word says that you call things into existence, things that are not as though they were, and you bring dead things to life again. Father God, we have dead things in our lives in our families, in our job situations, in our finances, and we ask you to breathe life into those things this morning. We believe that you can and that you are able, God, because you are good.
and you care for us. We believe. Thank you so very, very much. Amen and amen. All right, you may take your seat. Say hello to somebody as you do so. Fist bump, a head nod. We just want to welcome you here this morning. Thank you for joining us as a part of our worship. If you're new here, we'd like to welcome you as well. If you're a guest with us, there is a new here card in the back of your seat that we'd love you to fill out so we can send you a note of thanks for coming. We also have a gift for you. We also have a gift for you if you're new here. Um, it's in the back on your way out. We'd love for you to get that. So um, with that, as part of worship, we want to do uh, our offering. Uh, Pastor Greg, he said something really awesome about offering that we come and we kind of purpose in our hearts to sing. Um, and we use giving as the same thing. We kind of purpose in our hearts to worship God with the gifts and the money that he has given us. We give back to him. Uh, we just also want to say thank you so much for all that you have done to support Christian Fellowship Church and what God is doing in our community over the past, over the years and over the past season of life. We appreciate your generosity. Thank you so much. Uh, ushers, come on forward. We can go ahead and do that. God is so good. Amen. So, so very good. You guys can go ahead and start passing that. We already prayed, so we're not going to pray again, but uh, God is good, good all the time. We've got uh, some announcements on the screen. So if you'll uh, just turn your attention to there, we would appreciate it. What's up, Sia Paris? I'm so excited that you joined us today. All right, got a few calendar announcements for you. First of all, this Tuesday, it's our church's turn to stock the food pantry shelves. And this Wednesday, Worship Wednesday, it got moved because of the weather. And so we are so excited. You do not want to miss that. So it'll be this Wednesday at 6.30 right here at 3410. And then our app highlight of the week is how you can use the app to look at your serving avail availability and your schedule. So if you open the app and you click engage and serving, that's where all the times that you've been scheduled to serve are going to be listed. You can go in and browse open positions and pick when you'd like to serve if you haven't been scheduled yet. And you can go in and put when you're unavailable to serve, like you're on vacation or something. So that app is just super, super helpful. So many things, just a great way to connect as the church body. So go download it today. I think that's it. That's it. Pastor Corey's coming up. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. And now, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, I, I wasn't going to, but now I'm going to have to because I was so thrown. <laughs> um, so there's, there's, there's little things in, in, I'll call it church world, uh, ministry, life, that you just kind of learn. And, and one of those things is the telltale sign of the worship leader to come on up and close the service out. We missed that this morning. We missed the whole song. Um, but Brandon saw Melissa and she gave the nod, so he thought. And so I'm, 
I'm looking at my notes going, oh God, there's another, there's another song. Brandon's already up. But then he started talking and what he was saying was like right on. I'm like, oh, Brandon, this is, this is powerful. I see where you're going. And then you're going to go into the other song. <laughs> okay. All right. So anyway, in that time, I'm going, oh God, I haven't, I mean, yeah, I'm going to put my mic on. I'm going to have to get this ready. I missed it. I'm sorry. Um, I was just trying to get <laughs> here. Yeah, we're gonna. Get, he's just and I. I did. I thought that like right when he walked up, I thought, God, he's really like. I know we've talked about like I've gone long the last couple weeks, maybe by five minutes. The children's church workers, they are livid. <laughs> like like they're like seriously. When I'm in church, go as long as you want. When I'm working, kids, cut it short. And so I thought, I thought, well, well, gosh, I guess maybe he's just trying something new. Maybe we're going to cut the service. But now my, all, all this talking right here, this wasn't planned. So, so any shortened service you might have gotten was just blur. All right. Oh, man. Look, guys, I, uh, I, I, I'm going to, let me do this. Let me recap real quickly on last week before I tell you how excited I am about today. Um, we're, we're in our sixth week. This is the, the final week of our More Than This series. The, the first three weeks were uh, this idea, this revelation of what More Than This is. And, and these last three weeks have been the, the practical. The, okay, what are the steps I need to take? Even though we've talked about it's not steps necessarily. that, that we, we always try and place a pattern on God. Well, if I do this, if I do that, then I'll be able to. And, and that's not God. But there are things within Scripture that show us how to live an abundant life. How to live more than this. So it's no longer this, this looming question over us. Oh, man, there's got to be more than this. There's got to be something other than just this. No, it becomes a, 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 a rock upon which we can stand, an understanding that we know who God is, and in knowing who God is, we know who we are too. Last week, we, we did a, a really good summary that said, okay, first you need to know him. And once you know him, then you have a deep, intimate, personal relationship with a very real, a very loving God. And it's in knowing him that you then find freedom. It's in knowing Christ that you know who he says you are. You're no longer dealing with what the world says you are. Now you're able to freely walk out of your hang-ups, your pain, your past. All of those things become distant. They become a part of who you are still, but, but it doesn't make who you're going to be necessarily. It doesn't define what you're doing. You find freedom. You're able to recognize, okay, God, I, I, I'm now seeing through the lens of, of my future as opposed to the lens of, of the pain in my past. And then scripture tells us, once you've done those two, then you get to step into the next. That's why we called it steps. Like you, you, Scripture was clear. You can't get to step three unless you acknowledge you know, you know that you know that you know God. And in knowing God, you find your freedoms. But then why? Why? So that then we can discover our purpose. To discover our purpose. And, and then in discovering our purpose, it's only then that we can make a difference. Only then can you then make a difference. Um, 
today, today what I want to do, uh, making a difference is God's ultimate plan for your life. And when I say that, I think a lot of times we kind of lose track of what making a difference is. Sometimes making a difference becomes about ourselves, but more so making a difference in others becomes God's more than this for every single one of us. His ultimate plan for your life, if you're breathing air today, you have another step to take. You have more than this to walk into. And his more than this for you is, is going to be that you're making a difference in others. Uh, today, I, I want to talk about making a difference, and, and I'm titling this, this message, Dream Again. Dream Again. I, I think it's very easy for a lot of us to lose sight of our dreams. Through circumstance, through life, through hurts, through pains. There's many reasons, but, but ultimately... Each and every one of us, if we want to step into the fullness of all that God has for us, if we want to make a difference, if we want to live a life that shows more than this, then we're going to need to dream again. I, I, get, I get questions all the time, and, and basically they, they, they kind of, the summation of all of these questions is somewhere along the lines of how then am I supposed to know what it is that I'm supposed to do to make a difference? What, what is it, Corey? How do I know what it is I'm supposed to do to make that difference? And, and look, I, uh, I think we get hung up a lot of times on that step. But very simply, uh, and, and this isn't what I'm going to talk about today, but very simply, one of the easiest ways to accomplish this step is to get involved in the church. Get involved in the local body. Uh, start making a difference right where you are. Participate. <laughs> I, look, there was a, there was a uh, another church that I, I heard about. In fact, it was it was CF Paris before we were CF Paris back when we were in our old building. And and what I've heard the story was is that the pastor came in that day and and nobody had volunteered to help out in the children's department. Nobody, 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 nobody. And so he walked back there. Started taking all the kids and said, fine, y'all run service. Let's get one thing clear. <laughs> nope. But, ah, look, we need, I, I joke about it all the time. We need people in the children's department. But that's, but that's not why I go to church, Corey. I, but is it? It's not, look, I'm, I'm picking on the children's department because I, I, they, they, they need the help. But look, we all need the help. Every department needs the help. I promise you, you get involved right where you're at. You find something, you look around the room, and you find somebody, you say, hey, how can I get involved? I promise you, you're going to find fulfillment in it. Now, that fulfillment can also turn into angst when you're the only one who's doing it, thus the reason why my children's church workers are saying, Corey, come on, wrap it up. But that's not the, uh, the, the topic that, that I want to I share with you today. I also, I want to offer you a, a, another thought. Uh, the, the thought 
being that, that I, I truly believe God is, is consistently, constantly trying to speak to you. Now, our, our first response is usually, well, I, I, don't, I don't hear him, Corey. And, and my response back is, do you think God has a speaking problem? I, look, it, it's, it's one of two things. Either God has a speaking problem or we have a hearing problem. Now, I say a hearing problem. There's a lot of ways that we can look at that, come at that, and, and, and I'm not wanting to, to step on toes so much today as what I'm wanting to do is, is, is I'm wanting to encourage you. I'm wanting to build something in you. I'm wanting you to dream again. And, and to get to that, what I want you to recognize is that God speaks in the language of dreams and visions. He speaks many different ways, but but a lot of times, and, and what I want to focus on today is God's use of that language, dreams and visions. There's a, uh, a passage in Proverbs 29, verse 18. It says this, where there is no vision, people perish. Vision, that, that word, it actually translates as a dream. It translates as, as a revelation. So... Where there is a lack of a dream, people perish. Now, and, and understand, when it, when it says perish, it's, it's talking about something dies, but it's, it's not like a, a physical death necessarily. But there's a death nonetheless. Your hopes die. Your aspirations die. Your emotions die. Look, e even within your own physical life, your marriage, your relationships, your, your job, there's things that can die because of a lack of a dream. Sadly, a lot of people today, we're, we're walking around, but, but we're dead on the inside. And honestly, what's missing is simply... That just something with, within, this, this burning from within, something deep that God wants to reveal to you. God will give you supernatural ideas that I promise you cannot come up with on your own. I call it a God dream. The NIV puts this same verse this way. It says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. What, what that's saying is they get a case of the who cares. Like, why bother? Why does it matter? And unfortunately, there are many people that that's become your, your life's mantra. What, what's the point? Why, why? Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Basically, it's living life, just going through the motions. It's day-to-day. -day. It's, it's almost a, a, just a, a survival kind of mode. It's the worst mode to be in. And, and, and today, I'm praying, I'm truly believing that, that something I'm going to say is God's going to pierce your heart and help you believe that you were created for significance. You were created not just for survival. You were created to dream again. The message then puts this, this same verse. And, and the message isn't a, a translation so much as a, a paraphrase, but it, it puts this same verse like this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. 
But when they attend to what he reveals, they are the most blessed. When they tend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. The word blessed there in the Hebrew, it translates as is happy in your soul. There's a lot of us that, that show happiness on the outside, but how many of you know that feeling of showing happiness on the inside, I mean on the outside, and yet on the inside still feeling just empty? You see, this is different. This isn't, this isn't an emotion that can fade or change. This is, this is something that is deep within your soul. It's a contentment. It's being blessed. It's, it's deep within. It's a contentment only found in doing the things in life that actually matter. Dreams and visions. Dreams and visions or, or the level of them within your own life. I can promise it's the key to personal success. As, as I've looked back over my life, there's, there's points where I've been at my best and then there's points where I've been at my worst. And, and, and as I've started to look back over some of these high moments, some of these low moments, I've noticed there's a direct correlation to whether or not I'm dreaming. To whether or not I, 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 I'm, I'm excited about what God is doing in my life and, and with it looking forward to what he's got planned ahead. When I have no dream, no vision, I, typically uh, what ends up happening is I end up depressed. I, I, it's, not, it's not like an outward uh, show of depression necessarily, I can still put a, 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 the best face on with the best of them. But still, there's just that, there's, there's an emptiness inside. Depressed, not happy, life, life just doesn't seem to be going well. And, and, and every time, regardless of circumstance, when I'm dreaming again, when I'm dreaming again, it's in those moments that I, I, I feel healthier, I feel alive, I, I feel vibrant, I feel like I can conquer the world. Throughout Scripture, the, uh, in, in, in the original Hebrew, you'll find that, that the word dream and health, they're so close that, that translations will constantly put a little mark saying, this could be dream, this could be health. They're synonymous. Your dreams and your health, they, they come together, they work together. You can get healthy again in your soul. Your life could get healthy again deep within. Your marriage could get healthy again deep within. Your job situation could get healthy again deep within if, if you had a dream. A dream. Psalms 126 says it this way. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, now Zion is a, a type of the church. We were like those who dreamed. We were like those who dreamed. Another way of, of that first line, of, of saying that first line was, would be like, as I was being restored, 
was when I was dreaming. As I was dreaming, God was then restoring. When I was in a place of dreaming again, God then restored in me. And the result, what is it? And our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongues with songs of joy. Your dreams are synonymous with your health. So I have a a simple goal today. That simple goal is quite simply, I'm praying that you dream again. I... (laughs) Like, there's a, there's a fire behind dreaming again. There's, there's a yearning behind dreaming again. And I promise you guys, it's, I'm just going to have to get into it. Okay. Look, I, 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 want, I want to allow your heart to dream. Because as you connect with the living God, he, you, you start to recognize that he's speaking to you and, and he has so many wonderful things to tell you. But more so, when you begin to know him, when you begin to find your freedom, then you recognize that, that he has a grand custom design that includes you. It involves you. It doesn't just, it's not just that you're a piece that's laying there on the table. It involves you. You are pertinent to God's plan. If we want more than this, it's going to require you making a difference in others. Dreaming again. What I've, what I've, I've recognized is there's, there's five different types of, of people. Five different types of people. The, the, first, the first person is, is somebody with no dream. Somebody with no dream. With no dream, it, it means no vision. In life. And, and the chances are, guys, the chances are if, if there's no dream, then you're not connecting with God either. If you're not dreaming, then you're probably not connecting back with God. Let me show you why. Your faith is probably waning. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. It's very clear. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. When you have faith in your heart, when you draw close to God, God will drop dreams inside of you. This is what we're supposed to do. This is, this is what the church is supposed to do. When we connect with God, we dream again. In uh, Jeremiah 33, the Lord says, call to me and I will answer you. He's pleading with us, call to me and I will answer you. How? I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. That's that's a dream. God is begging us. He's longing for us to draw close and dream again. The first type of person is no dream. The the, the second type of person, though, is is what we're going to call a wrong dream. Now, now hear me before you start thinking where I'm going with this one. I'm not talking about a bad dream. I'm not even talking about a sinful dream. The dream may be good. 
It's just not God. It, it just doesn't make a difference in others. In other words, you've allowed yourself to, to dream about something that only has personal gain. There's nothing connected back to God. And, and hear me, hear me, hear me. God doesn't mind us pursuing things. He will use those things over and over and over again. God doesn't mind that. But God has so much more for you than just the things that you try and pursue. He wants you to experience the joy of knowing him, of knowing that you're a part of something bigger. Acts, uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 24, Paul says this. I consider my life worth nothing to me if, if only I may finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has given me. Paul's literally saying, I have found that the greatest joy in life, when I am completely at my most content, my most fulfilled, it's when I'm doing what God has asked me to do. I think we uh, have a security system buzzing or something like that. I keep hearing a ding, but, but don't worry about it. It's just, it's just that. Boom. So every now and then I'll just throw one in so just to really confuse you. I'm kidding. Look, guys. No dream. Wrong dream. The third type of person. Third type of person I see a lot of is what I'm calling the a stalled dream. The third type of person is it's it's you have a good dream, it's just it's stalled. See? I'm gonna have to time those out a lot better next time. A stalled dream is a dream that burned at one point. At one time, it, it, it was alive. At one time, it, it excited you. But somewhere along the way, whether, whether through hurts, whether through faults of others, faults of your own, whether through just life, all of a sudden that dream just kind of became something that was at one time. Through problems you didn't plan on, it's, it's now just barely flickering. But guys, look... <laughs> Like the point of my message today, and, and, and this is where I think we find a lot of people. Circumstances have brought us situations where, where dreams and hopes that we once had, thoughts and, and, and plans were, were there, but then things hit and things changed. And now we're, we're looking around going, I, I don't know what my new is. I don't know. And dreams just tend to stall. There's a, there's a passage in, in Mark, chapter, Mark chapter 8. And in Mark chapter 8, it says that Jesus was, was uh, he came to Bethsaida and, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. So <laughs> they bring their friend who's blind, they bring him before Jesus, and then they tell Jesus how to heal the man. So what does Jesus do? Doesn't touch him. I, <laughs> he takes the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. I think sometimes in order for God to speak to us, we got to change the environment that we come, that we, that we approach him in. 
Take time and separate out as much of the world as you can. The, the, the world is constantly sitting there. And, and look, the world doesn't mean bad necessarily. The world isn't necessarily this, this bad thing. The world, they came. They had seen Jesus. Jesus, do, do that touch thing. Hey, hey, Jesus, do that, do that touch thing. I've seen you do it, so I know that's how it's done. And, and, and all of a sudden, we get so caught up in the thing Jesus did that we forget who it was that did it. Hey, hey, Jesus, do that, that, do that touch thing, that touch thing. That touch thing's pretty cool. Do that one. It becomes more about the thing than it is about the giver of life. The reason why we go stale in our lives a lot of times is we just have too much of the world and not enough of God. But, but then it says he spit on the man's eyes. <laughs> Look, I, I personally, I think this was on purpose. I literally think Jesus just sat there and said, hmm, you think it's the thing, but I'm going to make it the other thing. Like, you want me to touch him, but, but just so you know, just so you finally get it that it's not about the thing, watch this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus, uh, he spits in the guy's eyes, makes mud, rubs it on his eyes, and, and, and listen, he, he says, do you see anything? The guy looked up, and look at his response. I see people, and... And they look like trees. Now, if the man's blind, how then does he know what trees should look like? I, I, look, I, I don't know this. I, this, isn't, this isn't something that I've, I've studied and gone back and figured out exactly who it was and what happened. I don't know the situation. My thought? My thought is this guy once had sight but lost it. He knew what trees looked like. So, so at one point in time, he, he used to see. But then somewhere along the way, life happened. I, I don't know if it was some tragic accident. I, I don't know if, if somebody was at fault. But somewhere along the way, his vision stopped. <laughs> but the grace of God. Continuing on, look at this says, once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes, and then his eyes were opened, his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Once more. Again, I think a lot of us, a lot of people here today have fallen into this category, the stalled dream. But I truly believe today that God has me here to tell you that that. That even though you had a vision at one point in time, even though you had a dream, and, and even though you may have lost that dream, even though you may have lost that vision, I, I truly believe that God is here today to give you a once more kind of vision. Sometimes uh, it's very easy, especially when you've been in the church for a while. We, we become apathetic. It becomes about Sunday. It becomes about, okay, I sing the one, two, three. Nope, not two, three. We're just doing one, two today. But now we're going to do the talking. Now we're going to do the preaching. Now we're going to do the, and then we're going to, then we're going to, then we're going to. Now it's lunch, whatever. Your experience can grow stale. But guys, I, I'm telling you, you've got to get moving again. You've got to start dreaming again because, because once more, God is a once more kind of God. 
Someone here today, you need to know that God has a once more kind of vision, kind of dream for you. And what will happen is, I promise, start dreaming and, and you'll feel the fire start to burn within. Paul prayed, Paul prayed, he said, fan the flame of the gift of God that is inside of you. Fan the flame of the gift of God inside of you. Look, it's been a long time, and you may have gone through circumstances, through, through situations, through pain, through hardships, things that have stalled your dream. But guys, I'm telling you, God still wants it for you. And I'm here today to fan the flame. It's time, guys, it's time to dream again. Fourth type of person is... Uh, it's a vague dream. A vague dream is, is you, you, you have a dream, you, just, you haven't spent time needed to, to really articulate it. I, uh, I've seen a lot of this recently. What, what ends up happening is we get so caught up in the dream that we then don't continue to dream. Let me, let me explain. Uh, when, when Melissa and I moved to Paris, it's going to be nine years here in, in March. This coming March, we'll have been here nine years. We had a dream for this, this small, beautiful church of 30, 40 people. We had this dream, and... and I've seen that dream come to fruition. I, I've seen the abundance of God. I, I've, I've seen our scripture. Our scripture here for this building was Exodus 34.10. The Lord said, I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of everybody. I will perform miracles, signs that have never been performed before anywhere in all the world. And then it says, and all the people around you, all the people that you live among will see the power of God, the awesome power that I will display for you. I truly believe that I have walked in the dream, living the dream, right? Well, you just, hmm. <laughs> we, could, we could define living the dream differently than, yeah, you're living the dream. Not that, but I'm walking in the dream, What I've seen, personally, what I've seen in my own life and what I've seen as well in so many others today, is a tendency to get comfortable with the dream that was. If God is speaking in dreams, and I'm living in or working through my last dream, if I don't take the time to recognize, to continue to know him, to continue to find freedom, to continue then to find purpose and make a difference, if I don't continue to dream again, I may be very well missing the fresh dream that he's trying to convey. Sadly, I think the church for years has been in a state of, of trying to reproduce what was. 
We saw God move, I mean, just amazingly, fervently back when in these days and these hours. And so if we can go back and if we can do that, if we can do our up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, be a start just right, then God will show up and it's going to be amazing. But, but I think a lot of times what ends up happening is we're looking for God in what was and, and God's sitting here saying, man, God, I've, I've got so much more for you. I've got so much more for you. But it's going to require us dreaming again. This, this verse, Habakkuk 2, verse 2. Habakkuk, Habakkuk, I don't know it, I don't like him. I don't like to write things down. I, 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 I don't like to write. <laughs> I've worked at writing. I'm still terrible at it. My messages, I, I, I write them in full. I, I have to write them out. It, it, honestly, it's easier that way. It's, it's a lot of cut and paste mainly. I just kind of put it all together and pray over it. God, help. But I, I, I've never been a, a writer. But, but this scripture here, Habakkuk 2.2, write down what I revealed to you. This is the Lord speaking. Write down what I reveal to you so that he may run who reads it. In, in other words, if you don't write it down, you won't be able to read it, and if you can't read it, you're not going to be able to run the play. Very simply. Uh, this, this, is, this is kind of a, a where I'm at. I, I encourage you, everybody here, I'll, I'll, I'll make it an assignment. Look, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to get along with God. You're going to have to start dreaming again. But, but as you do, I encourage you to, to make a, a dream list, a bucket list. Write things down. As I look back over my life, when I've made, and again, I don't, I'm terrible at writing things out, and so I, I have just kind of mental lists. But, but as I've made mental lists of things that were even seemingly impossible, I've seen God time and time and time and time again be faithful to every one of those. In fact, even, even the things that were, were, were purely <laughs> selfish in nature, they were, they were just wants really more so than needs. And, and yet, even in some of those, I've seen God not just provide those, but provide those in a way so that I can make a difference in others. But again, only when I've been dreaming. So go home and make a bucket list. The last one that uh, I'm wanting all of us to get to, the last one is a God dream. A God dream is, it's first of all, it's, it's, it's God honoring. It's a dream that, that doesn't puff you up so much as you see the opportunity to make a difference in others. It doesn't, ma it doesn't make you proudly say, look what I've done, so much as it's just this humble, God, look what, look what you've done through me. Uh, again, <laughs> it's okay to have things that, that are just things on your list. But a God dream, a God dream is going to be different. You're going to have to have some things on your list where, where you're making a difference. 
Because there's going to be a day that, that you have to prepare for. And uh, there's, there's two judgments. We, I, and look, this, this gets really scary. When you, when you mention the word judgment, people are like, oh, God, he's going there. He's going, he's going into judgments. Just, look, just walk with me. <laughs> Scripture talks about two judgments that, that I, I want to mention here. There's... There's the, there, there's the first judgment for everybody, for all people. We're going to sit there and, did you, did you accept Jesus or not? Oh, you did? Okay, come on in. Right, scripture's clear. Believe in your heart and you will be saved. Did you accept Jesus? That's the everybody judgment. It's, it's the judgment where you're, you've entered into heaven because of what Jesus did for you. What Jesus did on Calvary's cross. Because Jesus paid your sin, because Jesus did that, because you accepted what it is that Jesus did for you, you can now enter in. Look, guys, hell, hell is not a place that God sends people he's mad at. Hell is simply a place where people choose to pay for their own sin. We can choose to pay for it ourselves. Sin has consequences. We can pay for it ourselves or we can accept the bridge. We can accept what Jesus did on our behalf. That's, that's what it is. Hell's not this, this eternal damnation because you've been bad. It's, it's a I'm choosing to pay for my own sins because I don't want to choose Jesus paying for mine. That's that judgment. That's the first judgment. It's simple. But then after that, Scripture talks about this moment where, where God says, welcome in. I, I love you so much. And then there's this, I gave you this. I gave you this. There's, there's this, 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 this expectation, this, this, this expectation that, that you're leveraging that which God gave you. What did you do with what I gave you? And it's in that that we hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's, that's dreaming again. It's a life that makes a difference. It's a dream that honors God. And then also a God dream. A God dream will always be a dream that, that is... Seemingly impossible. A dream that is a God dream will always, always, always require God's help. God's involvement. <laughs> I'm, I am so in over my head. <laughs> Woo. Uh, when Melissa and I moved here, I had, I had worked for a, a larger church, but I wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't the pastor, the talker guy. <laughs> I, I was, I was in, but so there, there was this, there's, there's something different. But when I came here, I, I kind of, I, I, there was a little bit of a mentality of like, okay, I can, yeah, I can do that. I can, 30, 40 people, I mean, we got this. I mean, we're dreaming, we're believing for more, and, and, and along the way, I did. I, I, I got so excited about the dream that somewhere along the way, I, I stalled out on continuing to dream again. 
this, this last year has, it's been hard on a lot of people. It's been hard on me too. There, there's been moments where I, I, I just, I, you feel like giving up. You feel like, why, why do I even bother? Why do I continue on? See, I think what happens, we can, we can know God and, and we can allow God to then reveal who he is in our lives and we find those freedoms and in finding those freedoms, we, we discover our purpose, we start making a difference and then we just get comfortable in it. But God is continually wanting to reveal something new about himself in your life. It's, it's not a, I've made it, I'm done. Over these last couple of weeks, just due to uh, there's been circumstances, things that have, have changed, uh, even within just our, our local environment here. There, there's been some rumors of roads and different things, and all these things. And, and part of me, I, I, was, I was so certain on what God's dream was that when things started to change, when things started to shift, I, I wasn't willing to continue dreaming again, to allow God to see something different. I look, oh, oh, these last two weeks, uh, I've, I, when, before we built this building, one of the things I used to do is I used to just drive my truck and I used to just sit right out there on the edge of the property. I'd just dream. God, how are we going to use this to touch people's lives? God, how, how are we going to draw people out here to the, I mean, we're, we're getting pretty high up on 271. I mean, are, are, what, what are we going to make? How are we going to make people get off the road and stop here? God, I, I, there were dreams inside. I mean, it was just this excitement. I'd drive around through the city. I, I'd drive around through the town. And God, God, how can we reach this community? God, how can we touch these people? And then, and then somewhere, somewhere along the way, it, it was happening. It was great. It was good. And, and COVID hit. And we can blame. And we can point. And we can do all we want. But, but somewhere along the way, I, I stopped dreaming. It hurts. When you recognize faults within your own life. But the beauty of God, though, the once again, I go right back to that same scripture. And, and guys, I can't tell you. I, I've been dri I drive my truck now, and I, I sit right back here in the back of the parking lot. It's, it's a little awkward now. There's a daycare. i got to be careful. Like, I don't get phone calls. Hey, there's some creeper sitting over here in a truck. There's, there's differences. But I, I've started allowing myself to dream again. God, look, I... I thought I had it figured out. I thought I was living it. But, but what is it that you want to do here with this piece of property? What is it that you want to do right here through these people's lives, Lord God? What is it that hasn't been done before, Lord God, that you want to show people the awesome power it is that you're doing right here? What is it, God? It's a God dream. But it's impossible without God. It takes great faith. It takes God. Look, I, when, I, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So when we built this building, the idea was let's just build a gym that we can get into. We can set chairs up every weekend, tear chairs down every weekend. And, but eventually we're going we're gonna to build the, the, the ultimate auditorium that we want to have, a place where this community can come in and, and we can rent it out for concerts. And it'll be just, but it'll be, seats will already be up so I don't have to have a chair crew. 
That was the initial dream. And, and through things that have happened, through uh, losing half a, half a congregation, I, I, say, I don't want to say that. I, Lord God, I'm believing that they're still involved. But, but through all that, just my personal take, not God's take on the situation, my personal take, I, I just I fell into this, uh, this is where it is right now. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. And all the while, God's saying, we're not done. It, we're not done. We're not done, church. Come on. It, but, but it requires you. It requires me. It's not, a, it's not a dream that I have. It's a dream that God has for each and every one of us picked up, placed by his design for his purpose. God wants so much for you. God wants you to make a difference in others. God wants you to change our community. God uses his people. Corey, how do I get to that place? How do I get to the place where, where I have a, a God dream? Uh, you're going to have to surrender to him. Like I, 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 can't, I can't say it any other way. And, and that scares us because we, we have this mentality, this thought that if I surrender to him, uh, I'm going to be some, you know, bushwhacked in Africa somewhere with some tribe. And, and I'm going I'm to just burn. I have really white skin. And I, God, come on. I, I, I said this, it was last week or the week before, and I'm going to share this story as I close. Uh, if, if the... Worship team will go ahead and come on up. I, uh, I, I was, I was, uh, I don't know, 18, 17. When I, I heard an audible voice of God saying, you're going to be in the ministry. Um, and look, that's weird. <laughs> Especially for a kid that said, I, will I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up, but I will never be in ministry. I still remember that moment. I, I mean, it was an audible voice of God, and, and I, I fell to the floor. And, and it, a couple weeks ago, I said I just bawled for hours. I bawled. I, I did. I, I just I cried. I, I want to explain that, that cry. It was, a, it was a cry. It was a cry of surrender. It was a cry of, God, I don't, this, isn't, this isn't my plan. This wasn't my dream. But, but God, I, I'm, I'm going to trust you. Now, look, I, I, I'm... <laughs> I didn't trust him all along the way. There were many a time where I sat there and looked at what ministry was, and I said, well, I'm going to have to do ministry part-time um, because I'm going to have to have a job full-time. I'm going to have to do something else. And, and I would try to use gifts that God had given me, and I, I'd try to have these dreams for, for these other directions that I was supposed to go. And all the while, I knew there was another dream that God had for me. But I'd have to step away from from engineering, from mathematics, from, from the things that, that I loved, I'd have to step full-time into ministry. That was going to take faith. And so that cry was just this, this moment of, of desperation, of, God, I'm, I'm surrendering to you. I think each and every one of us have that by God. God has that for you. It's it's a dream, and it's a dream that, that continues to just bring life. Melissa and I were living in Kansas. We were, I, I was working a job while, while doing part-time ministry, and I was dead. I was dead. I was dead on the inside. It, it hurt. I'd come home and talk to Melissa about it. I just, I, 
I, there's something else. There's something more. There's a longing. And, and it worked. We were living comfortably. We were living good. But it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't what God had intended. And yet, we tend to get comfortable in what we think God intended. I got comfortable in Kansas. We moved to South Texas. God did miraculous things. He, 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 he created this dream again. And, and then again, I, I found myself getting comfortable in what it was. And who God was using me to be and all of it and all of this. And, and then God shook it all up again and said, I'm, I'm taking you to Paris, Texas. That moment. We visited, it was, it was actually the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving before. We were going to visit family up in, in Tulsa. And driving away, Melissa just started bawling. We spent the day in Paris. We had, we had come in. We had, we had preached in the church. And uh, we, we were driving away. We were going up to, to Kansas, and she started bawling. She says, that's... God has so much more. She, I mean, she, she was looking in the rearview mirror and saw the sign, and she says, there's, there's, there's so many dreams and visions. God has something right there for us. Now, I, I don't know what all it is. And being honest with you guys, I've, <laughs> I've even gotten comfortable in the vision. Again, every time it happens. But God is here today to tell us, look, don't, don't stall out. Write it down. The things that seem impossible, write them down and, and see if God will not do this in your life. God wants to make a difference in others. God wants to use you in ways that you can't even begin to imagine. But you got to dream. Dream big. Shoot for the stars. Why not? God created them. But we got to dream. You're going to have some things on your list that you may never see happen, but it's not, a, it's not about the list. It's about, it's about drawing close to God. It's about writing out the things of your heart. It's about communicating with him and developing this, this relationship with him. I promise you guys, you're going to make a difference unlike anything you can even begin to imagine. Look, I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm looking at the three of you, but I'm going to, I'm going to point it out for youth, middle school, high school, dream big, dream big, don't let your circumstances define your happiness, your God wants to develop something within you so radically big, a contentment, a happiness within your soul that just brings life, not just to yourself, but brings life to others, dream big. Dream big, church. All of our things, think, think about it. The things that you have, they're provided by God anyway. Allow God to use them. God, my, my house, God, my, my car, God, my finances, God, all of this that I have, use it. I surrender it all to you. Leverage them for, for eternal purpose. Guys, it's a daily surrender to God, to his purpose. It's one of the healthiest ways to live. It brings life within. It, it, it creates joy within. And, and not some facade that you just wear, but, but a true contentment, a true joy. It's walking every day knowing there's more than this. 
And then make sure. And then make sure that the dream that you're living out is not just something for yourself. Guys, we've got to make sure. We've got to make sure. The beautiful truth that I, I pray I stir in you today. You're not going to know it until you do it. But once you start allowing your heart to dream, once you start connecting with the living God, once you start recognizing who it is that, that created you, that, that fashioned you, who's speaking to you, who has wonderful things to tell you, who, who even more importantly, has a place in his grand design custom made just for you. The God of the universe has a place in his grand design custom made just for you. Church, it's time that you and I dream again. It's time to waken up life. It's time to fan the flame. It's time to say, God, do wonders before. Let the people that I live among, Father, see the awesome work that you are doing. That's it, church. Dream big and make a difference. If you'll stand with me as I close. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much. Father, that you would use us, Lord, those that are here this morning, those that are tuning in online, Lord God, those that, that, can, that are outside even, even the extent, the reach of my voice right now, Lord God, I, I pray that you would use us to be all that you've created us to be. Lord God, that we would lay down the inhibitors, Lord God, the things that they keep us from walking in more than this. Lord Jesus, that every single one of us would be making a difference, Lord God. Father, that we would walk beyond our personal pursuits, Lord Jesus, past our, our own personal agendas, Lord, and that, that, that we would lead, Lord God, with steps of righteousness. Across this room, if, if that's you, if you feel like you're in one of those categories outside of the fifth, outside of the God dream right now, I, and even probably more specifically, if you're in the area of a dream that's stalled or a dream maybe that's vague, I, I want to pray for you. If you're tuning in online, just say, that's me. If you're here this morning, raise your hand and say, man, I, I, I want this dream to revive. I, I want to dream again. If you want to dream again, all I'm asking is you just raise your hand right now so we can pray together. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for hands across this room, for people across this room. With the desire, Lord God, to get to know you on a deeper level. Father, I pray right now for fresh dreams, for inspired dreams, Lord God, for, for dreams, Lord Jesus, that ignite a fervor within, that ignite a fire within, Lord God. That people would leave here, Lord Jesus, following your word, Lord God, seeking your face, and then, and then taking the time to write it down, Lord Jesus, drawing close to you, Shouting out or, or shutting out the, the, the volume, the, everything around, Lord Jesus, the, the excess, the world, Lord God, shutting it all out and saying, God, use what I have for your glory, for your kingdom. I pray, Father, that we get a vision that you've intended for us to have so that we can make a difference 
right here in this community like you want us to make, Lord God. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to live a life of health, a life of, uh, of, of desire, Lord God, fulfilled in seeking your face. A life, Lord God, of dreams. And I pray, Lord Jesus, across this room that you would ignite that flame, that people would dream again, Father, and that we would see your kingdom come, your will done right here on earth. It's in the name of your son that we pray. Amen, 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 church. It's time to dream again. Come on. Come on. Y'all don't forget, join us this Wednesday. We have a night of worship, 6.30 Wednesday night. Worship Wednesday. God bless you guys.